Hi, it's Sarah Joy. Today we're going to go through a topic literally near and dear to my heart. This is calling all parents and soon-to-be parents and wannabe parents. Um, this first one seems to be an obvious one, so it's a good place to start. Now you may wonder why I'm doing a parenting episode, but remember, let's go back to that authentic versus synthetic episode and see that I'm also here to be your counselor, the other name for the INFJ personality. Also, the fact that I tend to carry wisdom with me beyond my years, aka being what they call an old soul. In a time of rotten perversity of everything, including the stupidity of gender questioning and abortions raging, is it any wonder I placed love first? Also, if you're wondering how this relates to natural ways, follow along and find out. But also remember that verse about people in the last days without natural affection? I know that means towards people, which is very prevalent, but also applies for our children. So you may ask, how do we love our children more than we already are? So I'm not here to answer that, but I'm here to show you how to show that you do. So shock, shock, most little ones nowadays actually don't know they are loved, even if the parents would, of course, claim they do. I was one of those little ones, so I'll use some of my own personal experience and skills to elaborate. So love is not just a feeling, although it is that sometimes, but love must needs be in action if to be heard by a child, and more often than not, that is quality time for little ones, even if their love language changes on down the road. And yes, human touch is one of the most powerful things for an infant and little ones, but that'll be in-depth in the Little Ones Massage episode, so we'll not go there yet. Okay. Moms who think that an immaculate house is necessary, or meals on time every time is important, are missing out on the big picture. So what if that playtime went an hour later, and now you don't have a spotless house? If, if, you let it, yes, it could cause temporary stress. But, if your goal is to cultivate your child, which it is if you're a parent, or almost, then what is a crumbly carpet for a contented child? Besides, that won't last, and more than likely, you'll more than make an amazing cleaning day sooner than you realize. But your child is what makes the future and is eternal. Those possessions aren't. Always remember that and let it sink deep. Uh, Now the older children need deep and one-on-one talks take each of their questions and interests as though they were yours personally and never make light of something they value. That is love on the deepest level to a little one as well. So now that moves us on to light. Maybe the first thing that comes to your mind is education. So since that's the obvious, it's not what I'm speaking about here. Um, Shining lights into your little one's mind, heart, and soul is so vital. What I mean by this here is by coming alongside your child and encouraging their natural talents. Maybe different than yours, by the way. 
Also, when a little one asks why or wants explanation, don't sugarcoat or gloss over it just because they're young. Another thing, everything you as a parent will make big and a huge no-no, that only feeds their curiosity and may cause an unhealthy obsession with it. The opposite of what you want, right? So examples may include smoking, sexuality, or swearing, and such like. Now, obviously smoking and swearing are sins, and that isn't allowed, but honestly, what you make big, whether that be positive or negative, they will make big. One thing about sexuality that a lot of parents make most parents get wrong is blowing it out of proportion, either one way or the other. It is wrong to never talk about it with your children. Also equally wrong to follow the world standard of everything goes. So just casually ask about it, talk about it, and not hush hush like, like it's normal, duh, cause it is, and move on. Now this explaining will be a bit different between boys and girls, but sexuality is a God-given, normal part of being human and is a beautiful gift of the Holy Ghost in marriage. Never, ever belittle it to your children though. Just remember, do not create an unhealthy, curious obsession by blowing anything out of proportion. So this moves us on to law, a very important yet sadly lacking aspect for most parents, equal to love and importance. The Bible says to train up a child in the way it should go, so that when he is old, he will not depart. This does not mean when they're older. You literally can start, quote unquote, training as early as four months or whenever you notice they start reaching for things. Um, the longer you wait, the brattier they will be. And as a pastor once said, you can believe those newfangled psychologists with all those bratty kids running around, but I prefer to follow what the Bible says and have trained kids. Here I'll list some laws that should be present in every home. One, no screaming. Two, no hitting. 3. Respect for elders. 4. Instant obedience. And 5. Thankfulness. Now referring to the respect for elders, this means anyone older and with authority is able to correct the child. I personally have had and will have to spank my nieces and nephews. Now some of them are a bit far gone, but that's why training is so important. The Bible says children Obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Did you catch that phrase in the Lord? So, um, this obviously doesn't apply for, if say, for example, the parent tells the child to lie. Now, um, I'll also go on to say that the Bible tells ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Okay. Why does God have this in the Bible? Because he is the creator of us. Fathers often tend to be the ones to push a child. Hence why the Bible says, fathers, 
provoke not your children to wrath. In other words, don't do anything you know they don't like you doing that isn't law. And anyway, minimize your no-nos in the first place. For instance, if they soil their clothes, get over it. They're washable. And this turns us to logic. So important in parenting. Understand that children learn by example. Hence, if you're telling them to sit still or pay attention in church and you don't always do it, they pick up on that. So don't expect them to unless you do. Another thing I've noticed in homes. Sorry, but you can't get your child in trouble whatsoever about bad attitudes if you have bad attitudes yourself. Um, if you're in this boat, first of all, get saved and sanctified. But second of all, remember that last law? Thankfulness. It will go a long way for everyone and simplifying your heart will too. Here's another logical tip. Remember that dehydration can cause a 30% reduction in mental activity and physical activity. So literally water your little one. And hydration can be in many ways, whether food-wise or drink-wise. Um, so some hydrating foods include um, bell peppers, watermelon, cucumbers, and lettuce. And um, also remember that the body doesn't actually absorb all the water you drink. So it's easier than you think to get dehydrated. That being said, in a logical way of thinking, I'll give a couple more tips. Okay, when you give your child a command, look away and just expect them in a casual air to obey. Naturally, when a child feels trusted, they will be trustworthy. But glaring and staring at them to, till they obey is almost like challenging them to disobey. And you know what? They probably will. Now, this only works if they know you mean what you say and haven't ruined their trust of you. And never repeat a command if you haven't yet. Because that is the number one telltale sign to a child that you don't mean what you say. Uh, very dangerous. Anyway, focus on the things they can do instead of the kids. So, there's the chair of great parenthood. Love, light, law, and logic are the legs of this chair. So if one is missing, sorry, great parenthood is broken. As parents, my personality type, the INFJs, are devoted and loving. They tend to form strong bonds with their children and are very closely tuned in to their emotional states. Counselor parents naturally see the possibilities in their children and encourage them to develop their potential. Although they support their children in this individual interest, INFJ parents are firm disciplinarians particularly when it comes to moral or ethical concerns. They are concerned with their children's emotional health and spiritual development and want to create a nurturing atmosphere that promotes growth and well-being. So that concludes our wonderful God-given-you episode this time. Um, let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for your word to guide us. 
May we sit on the chair of Bright Parenthood and realize our awesome responsibility of raising these eternal souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Till next time, love, light, law, logic.